welcome to the SK Strength Show, where I try to help you make sense of all things health, fitness, and performance. This podcast is for people who want their exercise and nutrition choices to enhance their life, not consume it. If you're looking for coaching, then you can inquire through the link in the description or by heading to SK Strength on either Facebook or Instagram. So, hope you enjoy this episode and we'll get right into it. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the SK Strength Show. Um, I'm only just getting around to recording this on Friday because I've been ill basically all week. So if you can hear that in my voice, then um, no, I don't apologise actually. But um, yeah, that's why I might sound a little bit uh, huskier maybe than normal. But maybe you like that. I don't know. I don't know what you're into. Anyway, what this episode is, this episode is basically going to be one that um, I've been meaning to do for long enough that this one specifically mentions uh, January because I meant to do this nearer the start of, of the year and for whatever reason have kept not doing it, intending to do it and just not doing it. So I'm going to sort of rework it, not mention January that much. And all the points are still relevant. Um, you can apply this to to any sort of time. But anyway, this is essentially things that you should avoid doing if you've historically been a yo-yo dieter. So it was meant to be things not to do in January. But like I say, these apply regardless of the time of year you're making change. So Anytime you're making change, but in particular, sort of the start of the year, um, it can be quite a difficult time if you've spent a lot of your life doing this sort of yo-yo dieting where you diet for a bit and then end up giving up and not dieting for a bit, putting the weight back on. And, you know, you get in this sort of cycle. And often people are telling you what you should be doing and like, crawling out from wherever they've been hiding since uh, pre-Christmas to tell you of their super secret diet or this rule that you should follow in order to lose weight. And the reality is often a lot simpler than uh, than it seems. Well, depends what you mean by simpler. Some of them try and make it too simple. But anyway, here are five things that... I think you should avoid doing if you've been a yo-yo dieter for you know a few years or more. Maybe you've been yo-yo dieting for decades, some of you. Um, so the first one is going to be setting your calories too low. And this is probably more common than you'd think for a few reasons. Um, and obviously the idea being if you set your calories lower that you're going to lose weight quicker which yes in theory is true but the problem being you are not a robot and this isn't just some mathematical equation that we can expend this energy take in this energy and get this result in theory it works like that and it does work like that but we can't be that precise with these numbers and just because you set yourself x amount of calories to eat per day 
doesn't mean you're going to be able to stick to that all the time. And that's really where the setting the carries too low comes down to is, again, yes, theoretically, you'll lose more weight if you're eating less calories. But when you set them too low, particularly to start with, it turns dieting into a fight against hunger and a question of willpower more than anything. And if you make it a battle of willpower, you will lose that battle at some point. It's just a question of when that happens, um, unfortunately. And there are a small percentage of people that can keep that battle going long enough to get to the point they want to and then can maybe um, maintain that result. But that is not the majority of us. And if you're listening to this, you probably don't fall into that category because why would you be listening to this? Um, So what you're essentially doing by setting your calories way too low is you're giving yourself a target that you can't conceivably reach, um, that you're going to quote-unquote fail at over and over again, which will build up this negative uh, perception of what you're capable of and means that you're not like stacking up wins as you go which is really important for our motivation and and all of that so even when you get even if you don't get into the fact that it's just very hard to sustain low calories when it you know what it does to your energy and if you're trying to exercise as well and all that sort of stuff but just from a pure um target setting point of view it's just really really short-sighted and is not going to allow you to build up positive momentum whereas if you increase that calorie number a bit so you know you'll see see people doing like diets on like 1200 calories or something like that which by the way is less than what most children need to (laughs) need to eat um you could so I might have a client that's on that and then I might up their calories to 1,600 calories. And then the flip side of this is then people go, oh yeah, no, I started eating more and then um, started losing weight. And like, that's the solution is I wasn't eating enough to lose weight. And it's like, no, that that wasn't it. It was more, you'd set yourself this goal of eating such a tiny amount that you didn't stick to it. And even if you are unaware that you were overeating because of it, that's probably what's happening. So <clears throat> most people don't stick to that calorie goal throughout the whole week. Like we'll do the week and then often people's weekends are a little bit more calorific than their weeks, which is fine. But it means that if you've been trying to stick to this ridiculously small calorie number all week, think how um, how much more enticing it is to really overdo it at the weekend because you're like, oh, I've been so good all week. Um, you didn't hear the air quotes there, but they were there. Um, and then we get into this cycle of restricting, overeating, restricting, overeating. So all of this to say, if you set your calories too low, you're essentially just making it too difficult for yourself and you're 
not being patient enough with the time that it takes to lose the amount of weight that you want to lose. If you've got quite a lot to lose, you need to give yourself quite a lot of time. If you don't have a lot to lose and you've done this a lot before, then you can get away with maybe being a bit more aggressive with it. You're like, oh, I just want to lose a little bit before I go on holiday, which is a fine thing to do, but it's not something that should be the main goal. We shouldn't really set an end point to these changes because we want to keep it going over a long period of time. Anyway, I'm now going to get onto the second point, which is basically the opposite of this. Well, is it the opposite? It's like the other side of the same coin, however you want to say it. And that is setting your movement goals too high. So similar to the calories thing, giving yourself too high of a goal in terms of the amount of exercise you should be doing during the week is, again, just another way to make yourself feel like you're failing and not doing things right. So like if you set yourself a really, really high target of like five gym sessions and 10K steps a day, then unless that's not much more than what you're already doing, the likelihood is you're very rarely going to hit that goal. And if you can rationalize that and be like, well, actually, if I'm doing, if I don't hit that goal, but I do three sessions and 8K steps, that's actually still really good. But most people don't. They set themselves that goal and anything below it is a failure when obviously that's not true. Um, So particularly if you're just getting started, Yes, it's great to get more exercise in. I would never um, discourage someone from being more active. But we do need to be realistic with what you can commit to for a good portion of the next few months or six months, something like that, from a time perspective, but also from an energy perspective. So if you are someone that, works full-time, has kids, um, occasionally likes to have a bit of time to yourself every now and again when life allows it. Is it realistic, and and you're, you're going from no exercise at all, is it realistic to say five sessions, 10K steps? Probably not a good start point. Probably not a good start point. Could you get up to that at some point if you decided that, you were enjoying it that much and it was um, that important to you? Yeah, maybe. But we definitely shouldn't start there. So, again, we want you to build up positive momentum. We don't want you to feel like you're failing. We want you to feel like you're winning because that is what leads to you continuing to do more and add more. So my general recommendation, if you're just starting, is go for two exercise sessions a week so depending on your start point will depend what qualifies as an exercise session a week if you are very very unfit haven't exercised for a long time that could be just a long walk whatever long means for you and alongside that i would add one to two thousand extra steps from your current average again you can start on more than this and i've had people that do start on more than this and 
have good results, but I would rather we started slow, build up your confidence in yourself to stick with things for the longer term and go from there. We don't need to take on more than you can feasibly handle. Next point is another thing not to do if you're a serial yo-yo dieter is joining the same diet club that you keep joining every time you decide you want to lose weight. You can probably tell by the tone of my voice that um, this is something that particularly frustrates me. So just from the fact that you have potentially done this several times should tell you something already like why are you having to do this same diet club so many times why is it not solving your problem long term the first time you do it or the first couple of times you do it because yeah maybe doing it once is not realistic to expect it to solve your problem but why is why have you done it so many times and it's not giving you the skills that you need to be autonomous with your diet and to have the confidence to continue to eat in a way that gets you to the goal that you want to get to and allows you to maintain it. Because most people don't have a weight loss problem, they have a weight maintenance problem. Most people that want to lose weight have lost weight several times over and over again. So losing weight is not the problem, but doing it in a way that you can maintain it after is what the problem is. Um, these clubs also just, they teach you rules that reinforce poor relationships with food, make you think about food in a dichotomous way of good foods and bad foods or sins if you want to use their phrasing which is definitely trying to relate it to like sinning like sinning in the the bible or something like that what they should do as a marketing thing is say (laughs) jesus died for our sins but like spell it the way they like to spell it um because to be honest i would find that quite funny not sure if it would maybe work as a marketing thing they'd probably get a lot of backlash but i think it's funny um and they also do a lot of their meetings in the church so yeah it's meant to stand for synergy though apparently which um i kind of i call bullshit on don't about you anyway that's not what this is about um so even if these clubs get you short-term results it is not worth the trade-off and it is only going to most likely have a negative impact on your future diet and health because even if i don't give a shit if you lose two stone over whatever time period when you do this slimming world thing if you then over the next six months to a year put it all straight back on again because you know what is the point there what have we done there what have we achieved there the health benefits and the benefits to your life and your confidence and stuff 
from being at a healthy weight or from coming down from a weight that you're uncomfortable at are cumulative and it's not about how sort you know how skinny can I get for a, a finite period of time yes your body's going to change throughout your life but there is no real benefit to a small amount of time where you decide to be really really consistent and really really focus you know put your life off completely so you can lose some weight get your before and after photo and then go back to living how you were before that made you unhappy and want to change and then end up in the same place a year later so <clears throat> it doesn't actually get you the result you want which is that longer term result and alongside that like i say reinforces poor behaviors and relationships with food so longer term actually the more you do that the more it's going to make doing it properly difficult because it's going to feel like you're doing it wrong when actually you're doing it the sustainable way that is going to actually give you some results um and like i say there's a reason why people do this over and over and over again and it's because it makes you think it works but it doesn't actually work because if it did work you'd do it a couple of times and that would be it you'd have what you need to continue on with your life um i'm going to stop talking about diet clubs now because um just i've i've done it i've done it to death if you want to hear more about it then go back and listen to episode 2 where i go a little bit more into detail on it i mean with it being only the second episode i can imagine it probably wasn't that good but i don't know go for it might be good let me know if it isn't and i'll redo it <laughs> um now this next point is very january specific and i'm just going to read my notes off as they're written even though it mentions christmas and i know we're so far away from christmas but anyway it can kind of relate to any period of um, time where you eat and drink a little bit more than you otherwise would so try don't try to make up for christmas or a period of indulgence you don't need to punish yourself for enjoying um i can't keep saying christmas for enjoying um let's say just you're on holiday you don't need to punish yourself for enjoying a holiday or a period of time where you've eaten a lot of good food and drank a bit more than you normally would what's done is done and you can use the fresh start of a new year or of after a holiday or of after the school holidays are out or whatever as a point of motivation to kind of get yourself going if you do want to sort of rein it back a bit and you did indulge a bit more than you're comfortable with but we want to do this in a positive way and not stay in this the same overeating and restricting cycle that I spoke about before so this kind of links into you setting your calories too low you don't need to set them even lower because of the week or two that you just had you can diet on the exact same calories you're not going to get to your goal quicker by setting it lower despite theoretically that should happen because of all the points that i mentioned earlier so i'm not going to mention those again 
And the last point that I'll make, because although it's been nice to actually be able to sort of speak properly again, I can kind of feel a cough coming on and I want to go and train because I've not trained now for three days and that just messes with me. Don't like it. So the other thing that you shouldn't do if you're a serial yo-yo dieter is use the scales as your only measure of progress. The scales are a messy indicator of progress. Um, They have their place, but they should never be the only thing that you're using to measure your progress because there is so many different things that affect what you, what your body weighs at. So think when we're losing weight, we want to lose fat mass. And then you just think of all the other stuff that is in your body that is not fat mass. And that alone should tell you, hmm, actually, this is that's not the only thing this is measuring. So if my weight goes down a bit or it goes up a bit, that's pretty unclear of what it is that's made that go up. Like, have you drank more water the day before? You know, even if you weigh yourself at the same time every day in the morning after going to the toilet, like you could have drank more water the day before and just be more hydrated or you could have eaten a lot more carbs the day before and you're holding on to a lot more glycogen your glucose your glycogen stores are more built up which adds to the weight that you carry you could just have more food still in your stomach and your digestive system that you haven't fully digested yet you could have eaten uh, a lot more salty foods that make you retain water as well there's so many reasons why you might be carrying a bit more weight or vice versa so i wouldn't use them as the only measure but that doesn't mean i wouldn't use them at all so if you find that they really do affect your you and your motivation i'm going to start that again in case i want to clip this so Just pretend I didn't say that. All right. Three, two, one. If you find that... (laughs) That that felt so stupid. Let me try again. If you find they really affect you and your motivation, then you should either weigh yourself every day, so remove its power and show yourself that it's just data so you can see that what you did last night doesn't necessarily represent what happens on the scale the next day or you should not weigh yourself for a big chunk of time maybe a whole month and just focus on your consistency with diet and exercise whatever those targets are that you have that was a good clip i think good work everyone so those are the two things i would do with the scales either weigh yourself every day or don't weigh yourself for the whole of february and just focus on doing the amount of sessions a week that you say you're going to do, doing the daily steps that you say you're going to, and whatever nutritional targets you have, whether that is calorie-based, whether that is protein-based, whether that is eating more fruit and veg, whether that is something as simple as just more regular meal times because you're not good at getting regular meals in. Whatever it is, just focus on those actions. And if they're the right actions, 
you'll get the same outcome. It doesn't matter if you're aware of the weight coming off as it's coming off or not. It will still happen. Um, and if you get to the end of that 30 days and, well, 29 days, well, 28 days if you were to start now and uh, go to the end of February and, and it hasn't gone the way you want it to, then you change the targets, go again. And that is everything that I wanted to speak about. Um, I know I said last time I'm going to do two of these a week and I am, I promise, but I was ill and I like to be a bit dramatic when I'm ill because I'm not ill very often. So it's not often that I get to get people to like feel sorry for me because of how bad I feel. So um, I had to sort of take that opportunity whilst it was there. Anyway, I'm going to leave that one there. So thank you for listening. And if you got this far, make sure to subscribe for more of these every week. And if you're looking for coaching, link is in the description as always. And yeah, that's it. I will see you on the next one.